0: Good morning everybody, it is Saturday, I oh, I don't know exactly the date, but it's June, um, you know what, let me see if I can, oh, I'm trying to do it on my phone and it won't let me, oh yeah, it's June 6th, okay. Um, today there's going to be a protest, which I'm kind of bummed I can't make, because I wasn't paying attention to the date clearly, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'll be able to make that, and I work 7 to 7 today. Maybe I'll get lucky and get, like, sometimes they've been downstaffing us, even on the weekend. I get to go at, like, well, I went at five last Sunday. But if I get out early, I'd like to go. It's going to be a very peaceful protest for Black Lives Matter. Um, I would encourage everybody to go. I mean, I kind of, I'm going to start encouraging everybody to read some books, too, to better educate themselves. There's a great book that I know we've been talking about in our local group. They were talking about reading White Fragility. Um, I actually got a book, How to Be Anti-Racist, because I think I've got lazy and complacent. I have. I've been like, oh, I'm not racist, and that's like good enough, just to say you're not racist. But like, what are you doing to be anti-racist? Like, you know, my 20-year-old just made me super proud because he said he actually donated money to the Minnesota Freedom Fund, and I was super excited that you know he is doing things like that. That maybe I'm not such a terrible mother after all. That like I'm. You know, the kids are learning from me, Um, you know, but just coasting by and saying, you're not something, what are you doing to help the movement? You know, what are you doing? Are you educating your children? Are you having these talks with them? Are you standing up when somebody says something at your workplace or at your Thanksgiving dinner when your grandma says something? Are you calling her out? I mean, honestly, I can answer yes to all those, though, because even at work when somebody says something, like, it's kind of funny, like, especially if it's something sexist, they all look over at me, like, like, when they say it, like, oh, she's gonna say something. And I kind of like that, because yes, I am gonna fucking say something. (laughs) So it's kind of awesome that, like, that's in somebody's head. When they say something, they're like, oh, God, I said something and Dana's here. Like, I want to be that person in the room that makes you uncomfortable to, you know, you shouldn't say shitty things. So I kind of fucking embrace that. I actually had a coworker tell me years ago, when I worked in OR, he said, you know, sometimes you say things, and we all just cringe. We cringe in the corner and like, just see what's going to happen after that. And I mean, I don't use this term lightly, I actually talked to HR about it. and One of the reasons I left OR, I said, everybody up there has like battered women's syndrome. Like they do. Like I mean, if I went from Cleveland, to working out this way and I kind of say it's like I stepped in a time machine going 50 years back, then OR is like another 50 years back. Like, you know, the surgeon knows all. I remember a nurse, a scrubbed-in nurse, just saying, oh, how come you're doing this? Like she was wanting to learn. And the surgeon says, are you going to become a surgeon? Why do you need to know? Like he shut her down so fast. And, you know, he would have what I call an adult temper tantrum often, one of the main surgeons that's, you know – pretty big deal in this small town, but I know if he worked downtown, he would be a small fish because there's thousands of doctors. You got to be on your A game in Cleveland because there's thousands of you. You know, When there's one of you out here, everybody's like, oh, here, do you need a chair? Oh, what do you think, doctor? And their opinion carries all this weight. And because I didn't grow up in that climate, because as a new nurse, I worked where there was thousands of them and they were asking for my opinion and input because it's a teaching place I worked at. It's just a weird kind of atmosphere for me sometimes you know but and I'm not saying that doctors don't know more they clearly you know they went to school longer there's a lot of things they know more but what I appreciate are doctors that will explain things to you so you can be a better nurse and learn and I appreciate when you say hey this actually happened when I was at a nursing home and this is the med we gave for this kind of scenario and then the doctors are like oh I never heard of that and then they you know like we all can learn from each other so I'll get off of that soapbox here But in OR, it was like that. And I remember I would always have something snarky to say because it's not in my nature to just sit while somebody says some fucked up shit. Like, it's just, it's not in my nature. It never has been from the time I've been in elementary until now. Like, when somebody says something, it's just like, wow, that's really rude. Like, you know, you have to call it out right away. And it's just, um, I don't understand people that can't do that. Like I said, I always have this, like, I don't understand because it comes so natural to me. It's such a natural thing to be like, let me say what's on my mind. In every fucking topic, whether it's racism, sexism, whether it's talking about masturbation and sex, there is no topic that I'm just like, I'm going to be quiet. Now, I will tell you, I've been at other people's houses and it was hard for me to bite my tongue there too, I'll be honest. But like, if you're at someone's house, they invite you over. Maybe they're like, oh, I fucking love Trump. He's the best president in the world. And then, literally, I remember being at a house where somebody was like, oh, Dana here is, you know, like, the only conservative out. And I think I said something, like, kind of snarky, like, well, that's, you know, because I have a brain and I know history. Like, you know, I I definitely have cause to be concerned. And then they just kind of all chuckled and changed the subject. But I remember thinking, like, you know, you're at someone's house, so I'm not going to totally be rude. But I can choose to not spend as much time over somewhere where people have these crazy-ass beliefs. But, um, yeah, it's just – I'm pretty proud that there's going to be a protest today. And I know people seem to equate protest with riot because there's been a few riots in different cities. Um, I've kind of been very disturbed by some of the posts. And I've seen like at least two or three I can think of off the top of my head that I just like went ahead and, you know, I'm like, I don't need people like that in my life. Like I'm probably going to see them in certain circles, like whether it's like homeschool or what have you. But, um, you know, I don't need people making jokes about like, oh, what's the bag count? like, meaning, like, they want to shoot looters. And I'm like, you fucking live, like, in the country, like, no one's coming to your house and looting, like, calm yourself down. And, you know, people just making these insane things, like these, like, posts that are, my house, you're welcome, you can bring your firearm, you don't need to wear a mask. I'm like, I I don't know, to me, like, I'm sure they, like, really think that this is, like, an important statement to make. And I just hear like, oh, you don't need a mask. Like you don't care about your health or your children's health. Like that's what I hear. But then again, maybe they're the same ones that don't vaccinate their kids. And I'm not, you know, that's people have their reasons, whether it's religious, whether they really a hundred percent believe things are toxic in there, but then they have these really fucking toxic belief systems too. So I, I don't know, you know, uh, it's just funny, you know, it's just, I mean, definitely see who people are. And I kind of like social media for that reason. Cause I think people feel safe cause they're in their home. And they could post things. I do. I feel like they're in their home and they're like, you know, this is what I believe. And then they make this long rant and you're like, oh my God, you're fucking awful. And they're like really proud of it. So for me, it kind of helps me see who people are. And, you know, I hope that I do the same. I hope people see my pro choice posts and, you know, Black Lives Matter. And I hope they know who I am. I mean, not that I make it secret. Although lately, I have, like I said, I've been on the fence because I've listened. I've listened to enough people that this movement directly affects, and they've said, this is our fight. Like, they don't like white people in there talking about them and how they're doing, like, because you're taking the focus off of what's going on. So I'm trying to tread that line carefully and not, you know, stand on the mountaintop and be like, look at me, a white girl, you know, and I just, I rather just give my support, whether it's monetary, you give money to people and help a movement. You know, or you just proudly stand behind people who are protesting and saying, I'm with you, I stand with you But uh yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see I, I like to think it's gonna be peaceful, but I just feel like there is so much hate and anger and fear. Actually my we had this great conversation, I'll tell you a little bit about it. My eleven year old on the way home. We were doing our recyclables and he said, Mom, are the riots bad? And you know, it's like him and Max in the car and me, so eight, 11, and me. And I said, well, what do you think? Because that's always the first question I always say, because I try to be careful about not indoctrinating my kids into something, because I think it's bad all across the board. I do. I think if you're Catholic, and you just automatically raise your kids to be Catholic without giving them other options to what they might feel, I think it's weird. I do. Um, Although I did have somebody accuse me of indoctrinating my kids into my leftist agenda. So I don't know. I mean, I just want them to know that every single person in this world has rights. I I don't think that's crazy and radical, but I assure you some people do. So, you know, when I give them, I say, this is my opinion. Uh, This is other people's point of view. And then here's all the different evidence you have. And what do you think? And I just think kids are so fucking naturally kind. (laughs) Most of us, they are. And I asked Evan, what do you think of the riots? He goes, I don't know. And so we kind of started talking about riots. And we had talked about the Stonewall riots because, you know, it's Pride Month. So we discussed that and we discussed that, you know, the civil rights movement and we discussed all the Boston Tea Party. I mean, all through history, we've had riots to affect change. And it has um they usually come from a place of not being heard for so long and then you get angry and then that happens so you know we discussed you know when people kneel people were upset and that was a peaceful protest we discussed when black people were sitting at a diner at the ta- you know at the diner at the deli counter and people were pouring milkshakes on their heads and when people just wanted to sit in front of the bus and people were outraged like there's been years of silent protests and people were treated badly And they were murdered. And doing that for so many years silently and having people call you such horrible names, at some point you're like, I'm gonna fucking burn this shit up. I'm just gonna burn this shit down. So I understand the anger behind it. And I'm not gonna really care that property's being damaged because I told Evan, I feel loss of life means more than property damage I do. And Evan said, well, of course. He's like, you know, if your house builds down, you can rebuild it. He's like, but if somebody dies, they can't come back. And that's an 11-year-old, you know? And I'm like, yeah, that's true. But I said, a lot of people will put so much more value into a building. They'll say that was their life's work. That was their store. They built it from the ground up. Now they have nothing. And Evan goes, but they're still alive. I said, yeah, they're still alive, but they have a lot. And Evan goes, but somebody else isn't. I said, right, but I'm just explaining that what other people think. And <laughs> it's just funny that little kids, you know, and Max didn't really have an opinion. He's eight. He just kind of was listening to me and Evan talk about this. And... You know, we actually did mention my friend and I I put his podcast in my last podcast. I hope people listen to it. But he kind of talked about, you know, some of y'all ain't going to like this because he's a black man and he's raising a biracial daughter and he has concerns for what she's going to deal with in the world. She's not only going to have to deal with racism, but she's going to have to deal with sexism. And it's, I just kind of went through that with the boys. Like, this is something you will never have to deal with in your life. You won't have to deal with the sexism that women will. You won't. You get to have a lot more leeway with things you get to do in life. And you won't have to worry about the color of your skin. You're not going to be seen as a threat. I don't worry about sending you down to play with a BB gun at, you know, the park. Not that I do, but I'm saying I wouldn't have that worry. I never have. So we kind of discussed that. And I got to tell you, all the books I've been reading this year, and I give a big shout out to Miss Melissa at the library because she has given my kids some fantastic books this year to read because I think if you read more books by black authors and listen to the black lives and their experiences, you see things are different. And if it makes you uncomfortable, that's okay. That's part of the whole process. You're gonna be a little uncomfortable, like, well, I've never said anything racist. I don't do this. Good for you. I mean, I don't know if you want a cookie for being basic and kind, but you know, it it goes beyond that. Like I said, it goes beyond that of I'm not racist or I have a black friend or I have, you know, biracial family members because I think almost everybody does at this point. Puerto Rican and, you know, um, I try to think of all the other... I just know Puerto Rican in my family, to be honest, and then there are some biracial children too in the family. But, like, I think everybody's family has to have multiple different ethnicities because that's just the world it is today. But that's still not like my ever have I used that as a go-to like I can't be racist because my cousin has a biracial kid like of course you fucking can still be racist I got news for you the mom of the biracial kid can still be racist just like a black man can still be sexist just like you know like it just it's just funny that people think that they have these caveats where they're like I can't be because of this no you can be so I think it's good to tackle these I think it's good to talk about these conversations with your kids it is um you know, there's a lot of things that they see in movies. There's this whole good breakdown of what they were showing growing up, like, you know, through like the 50s, 60s, you know, when they started introducing black characters in cartoons, and they were always dribbling a basketball, or they were always, you know, it's always sports related. And if that's all you see to represent you, or worse yet, you don't see any representation... I can't even imagine what that'd be like as a kid, because everywhere I look in commercials and TV, people look like me. They do. I've had this conversation with the boys. And it's funny because when you have these conversations, they start thinking about it, which is what you want. We were watching fucking um, Teen Wolf a few years ago. And Evan goes, it was like the final game in Teen Wolf. And Evan goes, Mom, he's like, that's the first black person I saw in this whole movie. And I was like, yeah, you know, it's the 80s. Yeah, I'm like, this is why they made black Entertainment television like why they have a BET channel so people could see people like them in sitcoms and see people that look like them You know in movies and people say that it's racist even though every other fucking channel is mostly white. I don't you know I said so This is why and then that's that whole subject again of when you don't make room at the table We build our own table and then you want to complain that you don't get to sit at that one, too It's like are you fucking kidding me? So It's just funny that people. It's racist to have BET. It's not but that's a whole if, I mean, I just really want people to educate themselves. I want people to read more. I mean, I have this great list of books. Ooh, if I could figure out how to link it today, I'm going to. I want people, oh God, it's almost time. I have to jump in the shower and get ready for work, but um, I'm going to try to save this. Let's hope it works. And then I'm going to add the book list that I really want you to look at some books to read. I hope everybody has a good day and everybody that's protesting. I wish I could be there. I hope you all stay safe. Mask up, because we still have the coronavirus. I know people keep posting, oh, look, police brutality. Coronavirus doesn't exist. If I can still exist. Multiple things can exist at once with the focus being on what's currently the most important in somebody's life. Like, it can. Like, it's all important. But currently, today, we're working on Black Lives Matter and we're having a protest. Just make sure you mask up. Go home, take a shower, wash all the, you know, anybody's germs off of you, but be safe.